people from China who invest in the U.S. real estate market typically buy cash. I think 60% is the official number. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention FundNet Flip because FundNet Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on, uh, or the main two things, are the deal and the money. Uh, so if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, the, the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Okay, here's a no-brainer. Since you're a real estate entrepreneur, you know that selecting a health insurance plan is a real pain and dealing with the whole process is a pain. That's why I've partnered up with Stride Health, and they make the whole process really easy, and they have a personal concierge service for you to help you out. They've got a fancy algorithm that helps find the right health plan just for you, and on average, they can save you 400 bucks a year, and it only takes 10 minutes. Go to stridehealth.com forward slash best ever. That's S-T-R-I-D-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and we're going international with this episode. All the way in Hong Kong, uh, we've got our best ever guest, and if you haven't joined us before, then this show's all about cutting out all that fluffy stuff, getting straight to the real estate insights that move your business forward. We've spoken to many best ever guests, from Jay Papazon, the co-author of many best-selling books, one of them being The One Thing with Gary Keller, and Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, Robert Kiyosaki, CPA, who was an amazing, amazing interview. Tom Wheelwright. Go check out that interview. Uh, just Google Tom Wheelwright, Joe Fairless. And today we've got with us, like I mentioned, from Hong Kong, Sam Van Horbeek. How you doing, Sam? Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, doing well, my friend. And thank you. I know it's morning for us, but it's definitely not morning for you. So thank you for spending some time with us and being accommodating. Sam is, as I mentioned, based in Hong Kong. He spends most of his time in Hong Kong and Shanghai. He founded his company, which is called East West Property, about two years ago. And he does a couple transactions a month, and they average between 100000 to $7.5 million. They average at about a million, but they range, I should have said, between one hundred k to about $7.5 million with an average deal around $100 million. And what his company does 
is finds investment property in the United States and matches up investors from China to the United States property. So with that being said, Sam, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? Thank you, Joe. I think that's a pretty good summary right there. We are indeed an East and East West property as an advisory firm uh, assisting Asian investors with the acquisition of U.S. real estate. So we're trying to match for every investor in Asia the best investment property that we can find in the U.S. Uh, these investment properties can cover many places in the U.S. Uh, many Chinese investors are looking at the East Coast, like New York, Boston, Washington, D.C., and of course, the West Coast, such as San Francisco, Los Angeles. However, we see also a lot of investors who are interested in other cities in, in, in Central, Midwest, or South in the United States, I shall say, including the South. So what we're trying to do is we cover the entire United States and we're trying to match um, houses or condo apartments that are best suited for a certain type of investors here in Asia. Um, there are investors, of course, very interested in buying in New York or Los Angeles because these are the cities that they know. Uh, these are the cities that they always wanted to live in. And so they will make an investment or they will buy a house or a condo apartment in these cities. Um, but many investors in Asia, just like in America, are looking for a good return. And the return can be defined as having a good rental yield or having a good appreciation, good capital gain when you sell the property. Uh, or it can be a combination of these two factors. So that discussion about return, we have, of course, uh, in, in a very level of detail with the clients here in Asia. And then trying to understand where in the United States can we achieve a certain return whether it's on a cash flow basis or it's a long-term capital gain. So we have made deals in you know, Chicago, uh, besides, of course, the, the, the eastern, uh, eastern cities, cities at the East Coast and cities at the West Coast. We have made deals in, in Chicago, Philadelphia, you know, Houston, Dallas, uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Memphis, Tennessee. And so I'm just giving you some examples to give you know, the audience a flavor of the type of cities that we cover. It's not just New York, it's not just Los Angeles uh, that Asian investors are interested in. They are interested in maybe called second tier or third tier cities. Can you give us a typical profile or profiles of your Asian clients? Like what's their background, age, how they make their money? Mm -hmm. Can you just give us some color on that? Sure, absolutely. There are three segments of clients, so maybe I will give three different definitions. The first segment of clients we have are the Asian buyers who buy for their children who are going to study in the U.S. So that buyer looks like uh, basically our parents, uh, usually between the age of 35 to about 45, 50 years old. Both of them uh, have a pretty good uh, job, or actually in many cases, one of them is an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur meaning uh, they started the business, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago. So it's success, a successful business and they have a child that they want to send to the U.S. to go study. So that's a typical example of clients who will buy the U.S. for education purposes, which basically means 
their child is going to study for school or for college or a master degree in the United States. The second group of buyers, if you want to define that, these are the investors. Investors are defined as agents looking purely for a return. Um, so they're not going to move to the U.S. They're not going to send their kit to the U.S., but they are looking to diversify their assets and allocate a certain amount of money to a U.S. asset. Uh, can be a house, can be a condo apartment. That type of investor, if I want to describe that type of investor, I would say someone between the age of 35 to maybe 65. Again, usually it's it's an, uh, an entrepreneur, someone who has successfully launched a company 20, 20 years ago and is looking to make uh, you know basically an investment uh, in a place outside of China. They have investments already in China, but they're looking to diversify and put some money to work in the United States. The third group of buyers are um, families. So they're talking about the family. So it's it a father, it's a child, potentially some more family members who are looking to immigrate to the United States. Um, so either who are, you know, maybe middle income, middle income class people who might not have their own business at all, but they have saved a lot of money to be able to put down $500,000, uh, which is the minimum for uh, EB-5 immigration. EB-5 is the immigration process in the United States to uh, get the uh, or one of the immigrant processes, I shall say. So $500,000 is the minimum requirements. So these are parents, both have a normal job, hardworking a couple, have has a child, and have been saving $500,000 to then apply for the EB-5 immigration process. So these three categories are examples of clients that are currently buying different types of housing in the United States. So from those three groups, how would you say the percent breakdown is as far as the how they how they're allocated for your overall customer base? I can definitely answer that question, you know, or clients that we're seeing here in Shanghai and Hong Kong. Uh, I also give a perspective on the overall markets men across the groups. I have the last group, which are the families planning to move to America as part of the EB-5 process. Well, there are exactly about 8,000 families moving to the United States every year. That gives you an idea about the number of people in the third group of, of buyers. Uh, so these are about 8,000 families or so who are looking to uh, immigrate to the United States. The first group, which are the parents looking to send their kid to the U.S., also to give you an idea, there are about 300,000 Chinese students going to study in the U.S. every year. 300,000 students. Now, not all these students, obviously, will buy their own condo apartment or their house or their parents will not buy it for them. But a significant portion of them will. So that gives you an idea about the magnitude uh, of the first group of buyers. So it's the largest group of buyers that we have. So our company, most of our clients are parents who are sending their kids to high school, private schools in the U.S., 
and uh, to college, uh, as well as a, a master degree in some of the universities across the United States, about 300,000 uh, total every year. The second group, which are the investors, which again are uh, people who are looking to make an investment in the U.S. for pure return, uh, cash flow, or long-term capital gain. Um, that's the second largest group. Um, we have more and more investors looking to invest in the U.S. to get a certain return. Um, and I would say that's, that's a very fast-growing group uh, for the simple reason that over the last two, three years, China has had many challenges internally about achieving a certain return, uh, whether it's a stock market or the China, the China real estate market, uh, both these markets have had significant challenges. So people in China who have a certain amount of cash are looking to diversify that cash into more stable assets. And the United States, uh, especially the United States real estate market is considered to be much more safe uh, for uh, Chinese investors. Plus, it gives a very good return, as, as you and your audience knows very well, compared to the China stock market and the China property market. So for us, number one are the Chinese parents, number two are the investors looking for return, and then the immigration uh, families is, is a small group of, of people. You're not from China, right? No, I am not. No, I'm not. But we have been living here for about seven years. So what was it like being acclimated to the culture? And then you started this company two years ago. What was it like starting a company in another country mm. that uh, you weren't from? Right. Well, I, I have been living in, in China, Hong Kong for the last seven years. So moving from America to China obviously was was challenging but at the same time i think a great experience and i still enjoy every single day and every single minute of it it obviously has some challenges not only the challenges that you hear about in the media but there's some other challenges as well on the day-to-day -day life but overall i think it's it's an extremely wonderful experience and I, I recommend everyone to at least come visit china and experience some of it so to start a company in China, obviously, it's, it's, it's challenging as well. Um, just like any uh, new company will have some challenges. But the difference will potentially be that the amount of interest of Chinese into the U.S. real estate market is, is, is so large that um, it, it didn't take us too, too much time to get the ball rolling. Actually, I've been personally in real estate for the last nine years. And being able to talk to Chinese about what's happening in the U.S. property market, uh, what the differences are between the different cities, what the rental yields are, what the taxes are, uh, how you can get financing. These are elements that Chinese very, very much appreciate and because it's very hard for them to get that type of information. As of now, so our team, we're focusing on giving advice, which basically really means, yes, we need to show a house and a picture. But there are a lot of questions around the house, a lot of questions around the property tax, a lot of questions around the property management, you know, for investors, for, for example. These are questions that we can answer and that we are really good at in answering. And we are in the same time zone, the same culture, the same language as these Chinese buyers. So it's very valuable for them 
you know, to meet with us and talk to us on the phone, we actually don't meet all our clients, you know, face to face because China is too large. Uh, but many we try to do because it helps. And then we work with our agents in the ground in the U.S. to, of course, give all the details because obviously we don't know all the details about exactly what's the property tax in every single town. As you can imagine, these numbers are different based on certain cities, based on certain neighborhoods. Um, so we work with agents on the ground in the United States who provide us that information. And together, so the agent on the ground in the U.S. and us, we basically form one team in order to help these Chinese buyers. And from day one, when we started, we had quick traction, we had quick results of this kind of interest of Chinese buyers and see the value of what we are doing to them. Um, so it's just a matter of expanding uh, step by step. You said you've been in real estate for nine years. Mm -hmm. What were you doing prior to this company? So I, I've been in real estate nine years in the sense that I've been in, making investments myself in the U.S. real estate market. So I'm knowledgeable about it quite a bit, uh, when I, even when I lived in the U.S. My background predominantly over the last, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 years has been an advisory. Um, so I always been at the advisory side, which is really around a trying to coach, trying to assist clients about challenges that they face and try to help them come to the conclusion and the solution. Um, so I've been advising pretty much for my entire life. And have you purchased real estate on your own? Correct. Yes, indeed. And what do you purchase? So if I basically, initially, I guess I followed the same footsteps as, as many Chinese are doing, although I was in the U.S. at that point in time, which is buying in a major city, a major cosmopolitan area, and try to basically wait for the uh, return to come true in, in terms of capital gain. Now, as you know very well, um, that capital gain, assuming you have capital gain, is only being realized when you sell the property. And that's what most Chinese investors are looking for, uh, which is typically what you see in cities such as New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and, and a few other of these cities. Um, but that's, that's the most important thing to them. It's a, it's, a, it's a brand, the brand of the city they recognize is the value of the property over the long term that they appreciate very much. Uh, and so they're waiting for this capital gain in the long term. And so I follow that, although at that point in time, I was not aware of the Chinese interest. Uh, but now I think um, very much like investors in China also realizing it's good to diversify your assets and actually move it into more cash flow generating properties. Um, that builds also long-term wealth. So that's also what I'm doing at this point in time. Um, so which is basically means second-tier, third-tier cities, depending how you define it, uh, which is more focusing on cash flow, uh, rental yield versus the, uh, the long-term appreciation. Do all of your investors, the ones who are looking for a return, the 35 to 65-year-olds, that you mentioned, the fastest mm -hmm. growing group because China's having a hard time recently mm -hmm. internally getting those returns. Do they all focus on single family homes and condos or do they venture into apartments, buildings or storage units or office or retail or mm -hmm. industrial? Mm -hmm. So it depends on the type of, of investor, as you can imagine. So many of the investors that we're dealing with are high net worth families, so families who have a few million, a few million U.S. dollars to spend. 
you know, a few million U.S. dollars is not going to buy you a very large commercial uh, building. In certain areas, though, um, you can buy a small, you know, a circle of you know, five million U.S. dollars or a business center, basically a commercial space for a warehouse. So most of our clients are investors who buy family homes and multifamily homes, condo apartments. Okay, uh, we do have investors who are very wealthy and can easily put down, you know, five, ten million dollars in cash, and they are looking at more small commercial uh, properties. As you know, uh, and the media covers this, this indeed, uh, large institutional investors are, of course, looking at commercial property in New York City, Boston, Chicago, Francisco, LA. Sam, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? I, I think that there are two things that for me are, are very important, and that's also what I'm sharing here with my clients. And the team, I believe, is also trying to share that with the clients that they're dealing with here in China. Uh, one, leveraging, trying to get leverage, trying to get financing is, is probably one of the best decisions you can make. Now, here in China, that's sometimes not being done. People from China who invest in the U.S. real estate market typically buy cash. I think 60% is the official number. 60% of transactions done by Chinese in the United States real estate market are done in cash. And obviously, there are reasons why they're doing it. But I think being able to leverage that, uh, leverage um, you know, the transaction will, will be more, more valuable for, for everyone involved. Um, so that's something specific for Chinese investors, uh, something that's probably obvious to American investors. But um, we continue to to see that most people want to buy cash, which is good for American agents. But um, I think the overall value for the client probably can be higher with leverage. So that's the one thing that we continue to talk about is about financing. That's for Chinese investors, kind of the most important question at this point in time. We're looking for to make a higher return. And you said there are two? Yeah, so that's the first one. The second one is try to step out your comfort zone uh, and not only to invest in New York City, uh, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Uh, there are great cities in the United States from a property perspective that produce a very good return in both cash flow as well as long-term capital gains. And I think if you do the research, if you talk to the right team members, and of course, we will be happy to talk to anyone about this, there's some really great investment options to be made in second-tier cities. Um, again, for people who live in New York, people who live in Los Angeles, um, they might be very comfortable with investing in their own neighborhood. But I learned, and especially buying so remote internationally, that you can make a very good investment decision on the other side of the world, still America, but for instance, in the Midwest or in the South, even if you don't live there, you're using the right team members. So my advice is, you know, try to get out of your comfort zone, invest in a place that you don't know, but serve yourself with the right team members. It's all, do it all the time. You do it every day. <laughs> you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, I am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Sam, what's the best ever book you've read? There are quite a few. I don't think comes to mind to be honest with you. I haven't read a book for a while. so. 
how do you stay up to date with all the news and and continue to learn and and all that good stuff i listen to podcasts like yours and other podcasts so um it's it's not an excuse not to read a book but that's basically uh what we're trying to do here as often as we can so uh, podcasts where are you originally from originally from uh, belgium belgium and you lived in the united states for how long lived in the u.s for about seven years seven years in belgium for how many years I moved out of the U.S. to go study, and and and, and uh, sorry, I moved out of Belgium to go study, master degree in the United States, and then lived in New York, uh, predominantly in New York, and then came to Hong Kong about seven and a half years ago now. Got it. What's the best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal we have done uh, for our clients, I think, is a seven point five million dollar investments, uh, which was an opportunistic uh, deal, um, basically a distressed uh, sale. And the buyer came in with cash, at a significant discount on the purchase price. Uh, we closed the deal in a matter of weeks. Um, I think that's uh, for a company and for the clients, probably the best deal that we ever done. And, and, and the amount of um, time we had um, and, and the amount of work we put in, because that's what we working around the clock. With our team members in the United States, or agents in the United States, and our team here, looking at the clients, um, was a very intense two three weeks to get it closed. How does your company make money? So we make money by working with um, agents who are our members. Um, so we have agents in the U.S. who are becoming member of our network. So they pay a, a membership fee, uh, and so any through here in China, we circulate that to our members in the United States, our member agents. If they have you know, a good deal available, a listing, uh, and our client likes that, and then you know, there's, there's a close deal. Um, so that's, that's basically uh, the first way we make money. Uh, the, the second way is that you know, uh, we also offer a platform where we ask uh, agents to promote their listings directly to Chinese. So this is very focused on individual investors who are looking to buy a house uh, without using any uh, assistance from us here. Um, but our platform allows them to look at listings all in Chinese, using Chinese search engines, using Chinese social media. That's then how we connect the uh, client with the agent directly. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? The biggest mistake I have made personally is not looking outside of my comfort zone. It's not looking outside of the cities I knew, uh, but but basically sticking to what I knew. Uh, and, and I think that was has been a mistake. And what's the best ever place for the listeners to reach you? I think um, an email um, is, is probably the best, uh, knowing the time difference is you know, 12 to 15 hours. Uh, I would suggest an email address. Um, or an email to me is probably the best. So it's svh at eastwestproperty.com. Again, that's S as in Sam, vh at eastwestproperty.com. Drop me an email and I'll pick it up the next morning when I wake up. What's your, when you think about all the different places that you've lived, really quickly, what's the best ever place you've lived so far? I think it's China. I think Hong Kong. Is, is, a, is a perfect place to live, to work, and I recommend everyone from the U.S. Uh, do make a trip to come visit Hong Kong, Shanghai, or any other city in China, because it will be an experience for you personally as well as from a business perspective. 
Awesome. Sam, thank you so much for being on the show and joining us all the way from Hong Kong. Really appreciate you staying up a little bit. It's not too late there. We're talking at 8.30 a.m. right now, so it's 8.30 p.m. your time, at least at least according to Skype. So thanks so much for being on the show and, and talking about the different three, the three different types of segments of your client base with Asian investors. One are investing for education purposes, meaning that they're buying something for their children to live in while they study. They tend to be 35 to 45 year olds. And you said there's 300,000 Chinese students studying in the US every year, which is a significant portion of your customer base. Two is the uh, Asians looking purely for a return. They tend to be 35 to 65-year-olds, entrepreneurial background of about 20 years where they started their company about 20 years ago. Whenever I think of an entrepreneur, and perhaps it's just because I've been an entrepreneur for three years, not 20, I think of a shorter period of time, but you stated in both of your segments, the education and the investors that they've been entrepreneur for 20 plus years, typically. I mean, that makes sense because they've got, they've got the money to, to buy these types mm-hmm. of transactions. And then lastly, family members who want to move there, they save about $500,000. They look at the EB-5 program, and that's a whole nother segment of a show that we, we could talk about, the EB-5 program, where that program basically you invest in a project that creates jobs, and through particular job creation, you get a visa to live in the United States. And there's 8,000 families moving to the U.S. through that channel, as you mentioned. So, and then also talking about the challenges of investing in China right now that the Chinese are having and why the U.S. real estate is so appealing and, and how you position it and are a thought leader and focus on being a thought leader in the space. So thanks so much for being on the show. And is there anything else you want to mention to the best ever listeners? And if so, you have to do it in Chinese. <laughs> Thank you very much for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, everyone. All right. Thanks a lot.